into this into this session father holy spirit just interpret this word so people understand what you want them to understand god father just do what you do father show them comfort correction conviction restoration and this discipleship father we thank you father that you have allowed us to freely without any type of restriction be able to open your word speak about your word in the way that needs to be done so that we can get your message the way you want to deliver it to us thank you holy spirit for you being a part of this message helping us guiding us lead us and direct us in your ways and in your word according to your translation and your interpretation into our hearts only way this can be done is by having that Holy Spirit talk to us. The lifeblood of Christianity, the beginning of the church, the supernatural movement of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you for everyone who watches and listens to this message about to happen, for them to get what you want them to have out of it. And bless their homes, bless their lives, bless their jobs, bless their coming and going here there and fro near and fro bless them father bless their finances bless their homes bless their lives bless their health bless all of them the way you bless them and in their situations and how they're living their lives father for you to do what you do for them i thank you father i ask you to lead guide and direct me as i bring this message according to how you want me to bring it i have nothing you have it all I'm just the vessel. In Jesus' mighty name, Hashanda Hereda Bahakara, Hereda Mahapa. Hope everyone is having a great day. Oh my goodness, guys. Goodness, guys. This is just a wonderful time to come back. Good day, everybody. Good day, good day. Hope everyone's having a great day. In Jesus, by way of that Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Whether we catch you in the morning when you're getting up, getting stirred up, waking up, having some breakfast, having a cup of coffee, getting cleaned up for a day full of work, errands, or activities, the 
gotta be important. You gotta get that caffeine, gotta get that brain moving, gotta get the stimulation. Or you're going halfway through your day when you've been through some stuff, man. You've dealt with some stuff today. Yes, you have dealt with some stuff today. Holy cow, dealt with stuff. But you've seen God do some things, move some things around, change some stuff, got you some blessings in there, and got you through that, that, that they call that midday madness. Or, or, you're ending your day, resting after a long day, full of work, errands, and activities, and you are relaxing, having some dinner, spending time with your family, or loved ones, or those who you live with, just taking it easy, however, whenever, whenever, you're wanting a really good, wholesome message. You have turned to the right place because now you're tuned into the Blue Book. Presented to you by Pentecost Ministries. And hosted by your boy Blue. Man, guys, it's so good to be back. It's wonderful to be back live with you right now. We are just, it's a wonderful time right now to be with you. Um, we are we are just you know as we see things change, we see things move, we see things range, we see things kind of cultivate. Um, God is ever so present in everything that goes on. But what you have to understand is God is tailor fit to your life. Okay, the Holy Spirit tailor fits to your life. Now, can you see God working other things? Absolutely. You see miracles, blind eyes, deaf ears, lame walk. Of course you're going to see those things. If you're in the spirit, you believe and you see it, you're going to be thanking God that he still creates miracles. How are miracles created? None other than that must see the faith and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how miracles are created. Why don't we see that in real life anymore? Because we just don't have the Holy Spirit like we used to around this world. People are trying to abandon the Holy Spirit and... You know, just do empowerment, talk, work. They don't want to do, they don't want to involve a spontaneous Holy Spirit that does what it wants to do when it wants to do it. They want to be in control. They want to empower you and empower not only you, but your money. And unfortunately, that's not the right path. I say unfortunately because a lot of people, whether I care if you're a Christian or not, are going through it. And I just want to encourage you guys, anyone out there who's dealing with no Holy Spirit, whole lot of word, whole lot of gas, no engine, whole lot of engine, no oil. You guys are dealing with things that don't make things work properly. And it's not your fault per se, because some people were raised up in that, raised up with that type of notion that it's okay just to have the word, the word, the word. Yeah, but the word can't be applied without strategy. The word can't be applied without reason. The word can't be applied without the Holy Spirit. Because the word is just the word. It's only it's God's word, yes, but it's only the word. If that makes any sense to you. Okay? So, knowing anything about what we do here in the Blue Book, you know that we do our pledge to the Christian flag. So if you've been on the Blue Book at any point in time during the existence of the Blue Book, you know this is one thing we do every Blue Book. So here we go. Know it, repeat it after me. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag 
and the Savior from whom kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, coming again. But life, liberty, to all those who believe. Very simple. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. So, as you know, we, you know, one thing I want to really stress to you guys in this uh, message today is God's riches at Christ's expense. Okay? You only have the channel of God's riches because Christ bled for you. That makes any sense to you. He bled for you. He was the sacrificial lamb that covered all sins. Now, you're thinking, why? You know, back then, you know, they had they had animal sacrifices. They, they, they sacrificed an animal that was mission of sin. A pure, non-tainted, non-sinning creature sacrificed for sin. That wasn't gonna that wasn't gonna work. That wasn't gonna work at all. What the problem was was that it's like a dime to a dollar. Okay? A dime is one third of a quarter. Two dimes, one nickel. Okay? Look at it this way. When you have a sacrifice, a barbaric sacrifice that matter, an animal cannot have the reason a human being has. It doesn't have the spirit a human being has. It has emotions and everything else, but the spirit itself of reason and choice like that like we have. That's why we have dominion over animals. Right? So, if we, if God said, you need to sacrifice a pure living creature for remission of sin, bloodshed for remission of sin, you would think an animal. Problem is, an animal does not cover a, a man, a, the man's kind's sin factor doesn't cover it. Okay. That being said, we needed a human sacrifice, something that would cover everything. But we needed a, a, a human that had no sin in his life, because sin is the cause of hell. So we have a human being that came down to do that sacrifice. So we wouldn't have to worry about that sacrifice. That took care of everyone's decisions, everyone's choices, and gave us an opportunity to get there. Bell torn, we get there. Now people could say, I don't believe in I don't believe in religion, I don't believe in anything organized, I don't believe in any of all this stuff. Yes, man has corrupted belief to an nth degree. Man has corrupted. That's why God Himself says. I don't want you to believe in man's word. I want you to believe in my word. I want you to follow by my recommendations. And don't tell nobody. If, if people know, people have a general instinctual concept of what's right and wrong. Our laws are written somewhat according to the law of God. We know we shouldn't do this, 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 and this. That's morally corrupted if we do. So we know the basic right and wrong. What we don't know is that when we remove man 
and have just God, it's not our fight. It's God's fight. We're just following his lead. And people get all mixed up. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. Yeah, but the gamble is that if you don't do it, when you pass on to the next dimension, God only knows what you're going to be dealing with. Me? I'm not asking anyone to be like me. But Jesus, I know that my faith is so strong. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something right now. This goes for you too, my buddy right there, Mr. Tom. Okay? I got victory over spiritual demons. Four days. Nice. Nice. It can be done with the right motivation and dedication and a strong enough spirit. It can be done. Oh, no, I was saying, uh, congratulations, man. With enough spirit and enough drive, it, anything can be done. If you can do it, anybody can do it. Well, point is, is that... Mostly anybody. Point is, is that I myself have got to get everything out of the way in order for God to elevate me to a level he wants me on. It has to be a determination. It has to be the right time and right person. Okay? Me going through this right now, I'm telling you right now, honest to God, me going through this right now, it took one special message of comprehension of what it is and confessing it. And it... Okay? Do I feel better? Yes. Do I feel stronger? Yes. Am I feeling better day by day? Yes. I got two jobs now. God's blessing me. Testimony time. Okay? If I can do it, who can't do it? That is true. Okay? Anyhow, so without further ado, are we ready to proceed into John 1.16? The book of John. All right. Let's go into John 1.16. If you have your Bibles, all those out there watching, paying attention, whether we're on demand or live on social media right now, this right here is what I'm in. The book of John. Just so happens to be the legal name of the one on, on the screen right now. Twisted Tom. All right. This is the book of John. All right. We're going to be in the first chapter, 16th verse. It says very different things in different different translations, so we're going to have to really formulate this one to make it make sense. That's why that's why Twisted Tom is here, because Tom is going to logically swing it so that when I say something spiritual, bring the word, Tom can make sense of it on a logical point of view. Yep, I got gotcha. you. Okay. All right, so let's dive on. Let's dive on into what it is. Okay, so whatever version of the Bible you have, God bless you. It works for you. I am with you on it. We will go through different versions of it because it's made different translations of this one. I'm an amplified believer, amplified prayer, amplified all that. Everything, spirit, all. Yep. Okay, so here it goes. The ultimate expression of God's love for mankind is grace. 
the ultimate expression of God's love for mankind is grace. What is grace? Grace is the best described as being given what you do not deserve. Oh my gosh, what you don't deserve. You don't deserve grace. According to what the way God wrote this planet, we don't deserve grace. And grace wasn't even in the Old Testament like that. I mean, there was some, but it wasn't like it is now. You See, what happened in the Old Testament is God wrote that love on the heart. He put it there. So his expectation was for them to love him. And they, through the tabernacles and through the Holy of Holies, they expected that grace to return from obedience. See, obedience led to grace in that world, in that Old Testament. But in New Testament, we have a, a live, non-sinning human being, God incarnated, that through him, we don't have to go to a tabernacle. We don't have to go to the Holy of Holies. That veil was torn when Christ died. So we have a one-way shot. We've been, see, the problem is that we make it too easy. God made it too easy for a lot of believers. All you got to do is talk to them now. You don't got to go to a go, I mean, if you choose, if you're a Catholic and you choose to go to the confession booth, God bless you, Holy Bible. Absolutely. Much love to you for that. But it's not required anymore. Okay? We don't deserve grace. Okay? God's riches at Christ's expense. We don't deserve it. But we got it. Because he loves us. This different from it's different from mercy though, which means not getting what you actually do deserve. This is different from mercy, which means not getting what you actually deserve. How do you feel about that, Tom? Well, <clears throat> my takeaway, excuse me, sorry. My takeaway from it is that most people will go by uh, the grace of God if they feel blessed or something they'll say be but praise be to God by the grace of God if something good happened to them and basically that's where the grace comes in and if something bad happens to them or, or they've done something bad that they feel is uh what's the word they feel is a uh unrepentable they'll ask God to have me on them absolutely how you doing Pastor Mike he is here with us well praise the Lord finally and I am excited to be here with you all it's a it's an absolute blessing to finally to finally get this um, release from God absolutely I'm so happy to see you Pastor Mike Wow, I'm so happy and, and privileged to be here with you all. Absolute privileged. My goodness. Oh, man, we were just talking about grace. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, my goodness. I will backtrack a little bit just so we just got the beginning of the lesson. The ultimate expression of God's love for mankind is grace. Grace yes. is best described as being given what you do not deserve. Absolutely. This is different from mercy, which means not getting what you actually deserve. Uh-huh. The Greek phrasing could be translated as grace upon grace. Uh-huh. 
or grace in place of grace. Uh -huh. This implies a constant overflowing gift. As believers, we are constantly being inuited with God's grace on behalf Absolutely. of Christ Jesus. This begins with God reaching out to us for salvation. Uh -huh. John 3.16 specifies that God acted out of his love for us by sending his son to keep us from dying in our own sins. Uh -huh. Beyond that, he this continually makes us more and more like him, as in Romans 8.29 and Colossians 3.10. Absolutely. This is part of the rite which was mentioned in John 1.12. As children of God, we are not only rescued, we're honored and changed. No matter how much we need, God keeps making more for us and more like him. Yes, sir. So we're not deserving of this grace. All we're doing is being, I, th I think we, we, I think we actually just, we're, we're complacent with grace. <laughs> yes, we, sir. Take it, we take it for granted. Yes, sir. And the sad thing about it is if you go to people all over the place, no matter where you may be, and you're saying, oh, yeah, by the grace of God, you know, this happened, that happened. Do you really believe that? Or are you just saying it because it's culturally accepted that way? Uh-huh. What's your take church, on that? It's a church culture. Absolutely. Not kingdom. This is nope. church culture. Absolutely. There's a, there is, I call it, I call it Christianese. Uh-huh. Or the vocabulary of a Christ, the Christian talk is, oh, I'll pray for you. Oh, by the grace of God. Oh, by <laughs> his mercy. I mean, the list goes on. Yes, sir. And I think that grace, if really dug into it, oh my gosh, favor among favor among favor. And we're sitting here like, oh, we're supposed to have this. Uh, no. <laughs> so what'd you, you take on that? what'd you take on that, Pastor Mike? Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, it's a, it's been a church culture. Uh, to do this and not a kingdom culture and let me let me just uh, let me let me go ahead and and give you a an example of this absolutely when uh when israel came out of egypt they were coming out of 400 years now we won't get into the exact you know the exact date and time and am pms type stuff um However, you know, being in there 400 years of, of slavery, and I believe 400 and some odd years of, of there, but the thing they did is they come out of there and they're looking at Moses and he is standing in the middle of the Christos. Mm -hmm. He's standing in the middle of the anointing with the shaking and the smoke and everything. He's standing in the middle of revival. And the people produce a golden calf. Now, where did that calf come from? That calf came from their culture. Because they had just been 400 years and they had worshipped less they had prayed less they had everything that was disciplined for a worshiper was lost in the midst of that culture 
So in the middle of revival, what they produce is they do not produce an authentic move of God. They duplicate their culture, which is an idol by which they say, lead it. This is our God. Our right. God is our church culture. Right. Absolutely. Our God is our church culture. And see, this is this is developed from a church culture. The church culture can give you a God that looks like the real thing, but is absolutely an in place of the authentic Hallelujah. and the genuine. So in other words, when you're looking for a kingdom connection, if you're not careful, you will use a church culture and mistakenly present something that is not genuine. And what that means is that means you're going to come out and you're going to say all the right things. Mm -hmm. You're going to have your scriptures. You're going to have, well, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue. You know, you'll have all, you will try to cover yourself with fig leaves or scriptures. You will cover yourself with scriptures the same way Adam and Eve cover themselves with fig leaves. And God will have to remove it and put upon you his grace. Absolutely. And this is where it comes in that says, hey, you know what? Not only is grace undeserved, but grace is enablement. Grace has enabled you to be successful in the situation you are presently in. That's right. That's right. If you are a single mother taking care of a crazy child, you have been graced to do that. True. You other people cannot do what you are doing. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do what other people have been a single father. I couldn't do it because God has not graced me to do that. Correct. But I have been enabled to be successful in what God has set me in in my present situation. And that goes to Deuteronomy where God through Moses says, as, they, as thy days are, so shall thy strength be. In other words, According to what happens in your day, I have already given you the strength to be successful in whatever it is you're facing. <clears throat> As thy days are, it doesn't matter how bad it seems, you have received the strength to be victorious. That's right. That's right. Because you have been graced to be more than a conqueror. You have been graced to be a child of God. You have been graced to walk through with the Lord through the, the, the cancer, or you have been graced to walk through the, 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 the COVID. You have been graced to walk through whatever it is you're walking through right now. And for you to pray it away is for you to pray God's grace off of your life. Absolutely. So God says, 
before, wait a minute, before you pray it away, pray that you will understand how to use the grace I have given you to be victorious in the situation that you're standing in. Because I have learned that whatsoever the situation is, is to be content. That's to right. be content and godliness is great gain, the Bible says. So he says, not your manipulation, not your bank account, not your career, not your education, but my grace is sufficient. Grace alone is sufficient nothing not your like i said not your bank account not your career not your education not your lawyer not your pastor not your organization but my grace is sufficient god's riches at christ's expense sufficient amen that's Absolutely. all it is and Absolutely. Is, people don't understand that they have that grace that they got is unmerited, which yes. means that they have it and they don't even realize sometimes that God has given it to them without that string attached. I'm here yeah, for they, you. They, they haven't fasted enough. Nope. They haven't prayed enough. That's right. They haven't worshiped enough. Uh, uh, I, I've received more in my dysfunction than I have in my discipline absolutely and and that is a demonstration of grace upon grace absolutely grace upon grace even even with your discipline in the word we got more grace being disobedient because yeah. he wants he still loves us regardless yes yes now 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 i'm not let me say this, I'm not advocating, I'm not advocating disobedience and right. I'm not advocating a license to do what you want. What I'm doing is highlighting what we have not deserved, but because of his love and the riches of it, because of his love, not anybody, not, not what we have done, but because of his love, we have what we have. Correct. It's not a license to do it. It's nope. the understanding that he's always been there for you. Yeah. And see, if if you really understand grace, you will not do what it is that is tempting you to do wrong. Mm -hmm. By you understanding grace, it should make you stronger to say no to have the fear of the Lord and respect God enough to say, you know what? No way. It ain't gonna happen. Not with me, not in this day. It's not gonna happen. And this, this is something that the Lord showed me. And it was when, it was when the, um, the exiles returned from Babylon and they received some opposition. And through the opposition, their purpose of rebuilding the temple has come to a stop. 
and they determine God's will according to the opposition in the wrong way because the opposition if I'm right before God should tell me that I'm moving in the right direction right because Satan is not going to fight who he already has absolutely absolutely and when he is encouraging the people listen to this out of Zechariah 4 he says this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel not by might we know this not by power but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts what are you O great mountain before Zerubbabel you will become a plain in other words there's going to be transformation and he will bring forth the top stone with the shouts with the shouts of grace grace to it god says if there's anything that you need to declare that is going to bring this opposition down is my grace absolutely it's not the decree of the king nope it's not the decree of man it's not your own strength it is according to my grace And he says, shout to it, grace, grace. He says, shout. That's why the Bible says, clap your hands, all you people, shout unto the voice of God or shout unto God with the voice, sorry, with the voice of triumph. And I would get into it with you, but I don't think we have all the time. <laughs> and he said, shout. See? I know we have different types of praise. We have halal and we, we have halal and all these other words that go along with praise. Right. But if you look in the book of Psalms, there's three types of praise. There's a praise that's, that um, silences the enemy. In other words, there's a praise that stops him from his chatter his discouragement, his lies, shuts him up. There's a praise that stops the enemy. So there's a praise that silences. There's a praise that stops. But then the Psalms mentions a shout. And the word shout in, in, in this particular context. Now I'm a big man of context. I don't believe in taking things out of context. So in its context, it means, it means to tear apart. So the shout takes the enemy's plan, his assignment and his purposes and tears it apart. 
And by tearing it apart, it confuses the enemy like Jehoshaphat and says, you know what? See, we got it backwards, brother. Yep, we do. We think that we're supposed to shout after the event. Right. But the shout comes before the event. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You have to be praiseful and ready before it happens. The sound comes before the event. Ezekiel, can these bones live? Only God knows. Well, you know what? Prophesy, let there be a sound and all of a sudden you'll see an action. Right. And once he's sound, once there was a sound, bone came to bone, bone came to bone. Before the walls of Jericho came down, there had to be a shout. See, we got it backwards. If we would shout and if we would make the noise, God would make the activity. Simple. So he shouts and the walls come down. Ezekiel prophesies, makes a sound, and the bones come together. Oh, and this is... Uh, uh, Ooh, and, exactly and, what and I was this is for. a good one. That's what I was waiting for. That good stuff. Yeah. That, that meat and potatoes. Yeah. So he shouts and the Lord starts moving. Oh, man. What, what is it? That, it it's the... Uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. The Holy Spirit was moving. And God said, and as soon as the sound happened, things started taking place. Exactly. And it was good. And God says, you guys got it backwards. First, you have to play the guitar, and then I'll cause confusion in the enemy's camp. Jehoshaphat, they'll fight against each other, and all you'll have to do is take the offering. Do you believe that? Unbelievable. And, and, and to go beyond this, listen. Mm -hmm. Faith comes by hearing and hearing but so your faith is dependent upon your voice your shout your <laughs> let everything that has breath praise ye praise. well i'm a silent person that's okay but you better start getting a voice you better start shouting if you want to see something done you better start shouting because once you start making a noise god starts making a move and now you start seeing everything that god intended for your life come to pass a closed mouth never gets fed Open your mouth wide. <laughs> Say something. And I'll fill it. Oh, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> you remember. Here's, watch this. 
This was not a Hebrew custom. This was a Roman custom. And it was a custom of the Romans that when a warrior went out to battle, when they returned from the battle victorious, there was always singing and dancing and shouting as the warrior returned victorious after the battle. So Jesus says, bring me the ass. And he says, okay, let me get on it and ride it into Jerusalem. And my people are going to praise me in victory before the battle begins. I haven't even went to the cross yet, but you're going to praise me in victory because if you go into the battle right, you're going to come out victorious. <clears throat> and when religion tried to shut him up, he says, you know what? If these don't praise me, the rocks will cry out because God has a move of resurrection. So if you don't do the job, God will put somebody else in your place so that they can experience the victory that God has called them to. Even if it's a rock, even if it's a dead thing, it will grow a voice because I have a purpose to bring victory into your life. And I'm going to ride into your life with victory before the battle even begins. That's why the Bible says the battle belongs to the Lord. That's right. That's right. Already done. Already done. Rode into Jerusalem and said, you know what? If you praise me before the battle even begins, you don't have to worry about it. We're coming out victorious. I'll resurrect. I'll have to be resurrected anyway. already done you can throw a hundred nails in me i'll still be resurrected you don't even know you don't even you're not even in the area wow wow brother i'm telling you you you, you you're still trying to play the game see see he already he coached him before he even became a coach he already telling you before he gets there hey guess what you ain't doing it, they're going to do it. Absolutely. And this is the reason that the devil wants to steal your sound more than any. If he can silence you, he can steal the power that God is placing in your life. He says, yes, you might be a little bit shy. You might be one of those introverts, which is fine. God's created everybody uniquely, fearfully and wonderfully made. But there is one thing you're going to have to learn. And that's in the midst of the congregation. You're going to have to shout my praise. 
You're gonna have to open your mouth and give me a praise. Give me some noise. Let me because know. Because if God inhabits the praises of his people, you determine how much God is going to do in your life. Wow. How close? How close? How much separation is there? Are you close? Are you this far? Are you this far? It's all in the grace factor. My God, brother. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. No one's going to be right here because that's sinless. But we're going to be as close as we can without losing our noodles. Absolutely. Absolutely. Say something. Praise him. Let him know. I, like you said, you may be an introvert, but you can make a noise. You can do something to let God know that you love him. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. See, I'm one of those people. I'm not very on the outside. Naturally, I'm not very um, expressive. I am not very uh, noiseful. <laughs> I keep to myself. I'm silent. But when it comes to the Lord, it's a whole different story. There's something that happens inside of me that, see, the Bible says that the sacrifices of praise is the fruit of your lips. God says, I gave you lips. I want to hear something. I'm going to tell you something, Tom. Pastor Mike here, when I first met Pastor Mike, okay, dude is quiet. He is a reserved person. He don't say much. But you put him on the pulpit and fire flies out of that man. The Holy Spirit does something on a whole different level, buddy. I can very passionate. He is on a whole different page. I've, I've seen Pastor Mike preach a few times. I'm telling you right now. You wouldn't know how chill he is when you see him in person. The Holy Spirit start moving. Woo! Mm. Something special. And that's exactly the reason why I thought this word today, this message today was perfect. One, because the commentary is small, but I want Pastor Mike to get that the Holy Spirit moving like this, that oil in the engine get moving. Because there's so much more to expand about on John 1.16. You see what I'm saying? Like I like I said before, I'm an amplified guy. I like amplified words. I'm a wordy person. Yes. So when I go into John 1.16, this is what I see. For out of his fullness, abundance, we have all received, all had a share, and we're all supplied with one grace after another and spiritual blessings upon spiritual blessings and even favor upon favor and gift heaped upon gift gift favor grace it really boils down to that gift favor and grace amen amen when you're when you're proceeding towards your faith 
and you're building your faith and you're believing and you're moving forward. You're building that grace in your life and God's going to do something miraculous with you. But when you look back at what you've been through and you see how much grace he did give you when you were not walking with him or in the promise with him, you'll be amazed on what God has done for you to get you to where you're at and where you're going. It's amazing when you look back at it. That's why I always tell you, Tom, when you look at the situation and what, what you've been through and you say, my God, what have I been through and what I should have been gone. I should have been not here. And then when you get that salvation, you realize, man, God's grace has been all over me since day one. And what happens? You get you get the Lord in your heart and you move forward and now you're building on that. Now you're building on that and favor and favor and grace and favor and grace. And you're like, holy cow, God's really doing something special here. Then you get to the point to where you feel like you didn't don't deserve it. Because why am I getting all this? Because you love me. Because you inhabit, you inhabit me. So now I can move forward with the assurance that I know that no matter what I go through, I got his grace. And then you can pass it on as an operational thing. Operational faith. Now you start doing the mechanics of God and start moving around and start helping others and blessing others. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh my God, how did I even get here? Because of his grace. He has helped you every step of the way, whether you know it or not. Whether you know it or not. And that's why the Holy Spirit is so important because the understanding and the comforter is there. It's a blessing upon blessing. Way out of control. Way out of control. You get what I'm saying, Tom? Wow. I do. I do. That's why it's so important. This is why I emphasize on the blue book. It's so important to have that Holy Spirit power. And beyond me, my knowledge of it, Pastor Mike, there is undoubtedly, undoubtedly, that oil in the engine. You can't take the oil out the engine, expect the engine to run. Grace. Grace. We only have it because of his of his expense. You didn't have it back in the Old Testament like that. No way. No possible way. Like he says, there are praise. He said, I'll have the rocks praise. Why would he say that? Because he wanted them to know no matter what happens, I'm going to still get mine. Holy Spirit, go and do what you're going to do. It mattered nothing. I don't need to, to move forward. I got. This is a selfless act. All I need is what I got already. I'm just here to bless you. If you accept me. If you accept it, I'll bless you. That's it. People are like, I, hey, what well, God, well, did God say this? If you knew God, you would know me. Why are you rejecting me? If you know God, you know what's going down. Mm -hmm. But Absolutely. it's easier to re re reject truth than it is to bring truth. 
Yes, sir. Oh my gosh, you got me going too. Holy cow. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. This is the beautiful thing about it. This is the beautiful thing about grace. It's not guaranteed, but it is. Do you understand that? It is it's not guaranteed, but it is. We don't deserve it, but we get it. We're not guaranteed it, but we are guaranteed it. Because you have to understand it to, to get it. But once you understand it, then you realize you've had it the whole time. And that's the beautiful thing about salvation is because once you get salvation, you realize, holy cow, he's had me. And then you feel really crummy because now you realize that he's been gotten you back the whole time, even when you've denounced And you see the miracles that happen. My grandmother, a miracle. Pastor Mike, miracle. You hear people's testimonies that been through these type of things. You'd be like, holy cow. Really? Like, yeah, really? God's riches at Christ's expense. He died for me to have the riches. And I didn't even realize it back then. Wow. But you have to implement the Holy Spirit to get restoration as restoration is that of the holy spirit that's the change that's what changes things this is the guide the spirit is the comforter he gets you through it make sense tom it does it does. I feel a lot of people want the grace without putting in the work. <laughs> because sir. for them, it's a lot easier to just want something without actually having to give something. A lot of people just expect, you know, oh, if I just pray, you know, God's going to give it to me without having to actually spread his love and his word. And I think that's that's where the disconnect is with a lot of people. You hit it. They don't want to put in the work, you but hit it. they want the reward. You hit it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the that's why a lot of people it's hard to understand for them uh -huh. because it doesn't happen quick enough. It doesn't uh -huh. happen quick enough, and that's what. For people us. want they want it to happen fast they want it now 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 that's you know what to say about that wise crazy holy pastor mike hey. pastor mike real quick i'm gonna tell you something that just happened right now okay you gotta okay. hear this all right so on this system never ever since beginning this system has i had an actual crash this system went blank for 15 seconds. I didn't see you guys. <laughs> this is the first time it's actually ever happened where this thing just blacked out on me. Wow. The That's fact good. That, that means we're getting some message across. Something is happening right now. Something is happening right now. Uh, and it's unbelievable. I've yes, never sir. seen that happen before. God knows. I never. And all of a sudden, you guys just pop right back up. Wow. I'm telling you, man, 
This is meant to be right here. This is meant to be. Sure. The technology of man can't outperform the grace of God. God so exactly. Wow. Go ahead, Mike. I, know you got, I know you got something, Mike. I know you got something. Wow. No, it's 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 uh the target. You you know you guys hit it. You guys hit it like anything because um, there's gonna be there, there there's gonna be such a such an opposition and when you talk about the grace of god because this is this is really misunderstood um because grace has really been taken out of context over the past few few years with your with the with the whatever they call the hyper grace and you know you know, you know all that i mean uh, wow. wow and when 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 truth what is it? You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And the and the truth. So 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 let me. So you guys share an experience. Let me let me share an experience. I, I was doing Bible study last last night, mm-hmm. not last night, last week, um, and it was it was um, uh, Spencer and Twain. So you know the area. Yep. You know the area. Okay. I start speaking on truth and somebody walks in there, big, big, big fellow. Um, looked like he was packing, surely packing. Um, because what the church does is it 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 has a speaker outside. So okay. so what's being preached inside is going outside. Right, right. So here in the uh, he walked in and he was packing. Oh, this was this was absolutely, um, you know, and got the attention of all the all the men in there. And he comes right. in saying, "I I hate God. I I hate him." And during the message of truth, you know, and my wife saw in the spirit. As she was praying up front, she didn't see it, but she sensed and she looked back and saw. And uh, so she started praying and we didn't know because we couldn't communicate. I was just preaching the message and she sensed the exact same thing I did. And that was him, him uh, in the spirit, him pulling it out and shooting me. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, so while I was preaching, I was praying underneath my tongue about what was going to happen right so i started praying for protection because the whole day uh was funny because the whole day my mother and i had been sensing a sadness and a grief in our spirits and we couldn't put our finger upon it but once this happened all of a sudden i knew what that was that sadness was make a long story short man um we came to the altar call and it was a whole distraction you know as i'm preaching truth and people are just getting set free all over the place and what happened is is you know he was making his commotion but the deeper i went into the truth the more violent it became and all of a sudden the lord just intervened bang 
And make a long story short, nothing happened. But that's how much the enemy does not want the truth being made known to humanity because you shall know the truth. So it is because of what is being preached from the pulpits that we are having so many bound Christians in the church today. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, absolutely. Um, what was interesting is I saw the fellow back on Sunday in the church coming to the altar. I don't know what the Lord had done or anything like that. Uh, we had, we finished and we had went our way and uh, everybody went to kind of their own ways. And he still, you know, he still wanted prayer. But after that Wednesday, after the Bible study, you know, he really, he stayed outside and he wanted me to come over and give him personal prayer. And the Holy Spirit warned me about it. And I told him, sir, I, I love to pray for you, but I will pray for you from the car. You sit in your car, I will sit here, we'll roll the windows down and I will pray. Because uh, he wanted to hug me. Ah. Yeah. And so um, you see the enemy wants to kill the grace and the truth of God. What does the Bible say in John 1.18? Moses gave us the law, but Jesus Christ came through us. Through what? Grace and truth. Truth. Yes, we love the grace, but many times we don't like the truth. However, you cannot separate the two because grace and truth are Jesus Christ. And the body of Christ should be representing what the physical body of Christ did here while he walked the earth. So I want to admonish anybody and everyone to walk in the grace and in the truth of Jesus Christ. This is not us. This is the Lord. See, John 1, 17, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. So this is the word being made flesh. Like he wants to be made flesh today. The word is still looking for a body to be made flesh. So that he can manifest his grace, his charis, and his truth. You can't escape truth. Yes. You can fudge facts. 
Uh-huh. You can fudge a lot of stuff, but you can't escape truth. Absolutely. That's why it is not only factual, but it's biblical. The truth will set you free. <laughs> not only just in legal, but in the Lord. Absolutely. Bottom line. I know people get this twisted and they're like, oh, you know, the facts. Yeah, the facts are important, but the truth is what's going on in here. See, facts is what you can prove. Facts are actions you can prove. Truth is what you really meant with what's going on. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So if you truly love God, the facts speaks for himself. Uh huh. See, people get into verbiage like, "Okay, I'm taking this literally." Mm-hmm. There is a reason why interpretation and understanding with the Holy Spirit is the reason why that is absolutely instrumental. Instrumental. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's uh, the saddest thing, Mike. And this is the truth of it. And you said it many times in many of your sermons. Okay. When you take the Holy Spirit out and put self empowerment in, yeah. you got prosperity. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. Christianity is 100% selfless. That's why it's the hardest one to gasp and the easiest one to put down because it's not about you. Yes, sir. You're, yes, sir. You, you are just following it and doing because God says, this is what God says. God says this right here. God says, you take care of him, I'll take care of you. That's right. You have nothing to worry about if you're doing it in my, in my way, in my word. Uh-huh. Absolutely. But what, but what if this happens? That happens. You have to have the discernment of the Holy Spirit to know that. That's right. It's like Mike was just saying right now, Tom. He heard the Holy Spirit tell him, "This is the way we're going to do this." That's discernment in the Holy Spirit and knowing what's going on up here and what God's do, leading you. Absolutely. Tune in. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? That's why we need that's why we need so much of the we need to bring the spirit back into the church because the spirit will not speak of himself but he will reveal or give revelation of Christ and the fa- he will give revelation of God to humanity. So removing the manifestation of the Holy Spirit only reduces the revelation of God. And upon this rock, the revelation, shall I build my church? So if you don't have revelation, I'm not talking about 
revelation through the preacher. I'm talking about the revelation of God to you via himself when he says, bam, here's, here's what I am. Here's who I am. And he, that's what the word revelation really means. The unveiling. So he just says, bam, this is what I am. This is who I am. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Is he says, you know what? I'm going to remove the veil so you can see grace and truth. It's not something that you're learning by a preacher, by a teacher, through your ear. You're experiencing it as the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. the Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 7 1 Corinthians 12 7 but the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given to every man to profit churches churches are more worried about the penny and not the penny cost (laughs) I like that that's a good one that is a great one that is a great one. Um, That's what I was thanking him for because he gave it to me as you're speaking. He gave it to me. I'm thinking, I got to drop this. Amen. Excellent. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's, not about, it's not about the money. It's about the master. You can't serve through God. You can't serve money and the master. If you don't get the spirit, I don't know what to tell you. No, it's, um, you know, I'm here today because of the Holy Spirit. That's it. There's no, there's no two ways about that. That's it. I'm, I'm sitting right here right now because of the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. And you you really couldn't have two people more invested talking to you right now, Tom. I can tell, believe me, I, I can tell that that's what makes it great. The passion's there, the, you know, love is there. And as far as, you know, Pastor Mike, um, you know, glad you're safe and everything. And, you know, most people would have just completely ignored that guy. But I know I noticed you in blue. You want to try to reinvigorate those people who feel that, you know, God has abandoned them because they haven't received a grace or they haven't accepted the truth. And that's why people will lash out, act violent. But but you still prayed for him anyway. So, uh-huh. you know, you are the you are the bigger person because most people, whether they're rich or not, if they felt someone was going to try to harm them, they wouldn't really care or want anything to do with them but again like blue said with the whole being a true christian and everything is loving unconditioned being selfless which is not abandoning someone because they've lost their way but trying to help them find their way and you know bring them back into the grace of god and take them away take that person away from you know the devil and Satan by 
reinvigorating them and showing them that, hey, God didn't abandon you. You just didn't get the full truth or proper truth. Right. And or you didn't look at it from the, the spiritual perspective. You just looked at it as I needed to my sister needed to pull through from her illness. She didn't. I prayed to God. Nothing happened. So they automatically assume, oh, well, God abandoned me when it's not. That's not entirely true. God does. He works in mysterious ways and everything happens for a reason. And you just have to keep the faith with it. Absolutely. That's what's hard for a lot of people. But, Absolutely. you know, uh, again, Pastor Mike, what you did was incredible. You know, trying to, you know, him some sort of salvation through whatever means he might have seen instead of just, you know, uh, he's a lost cause. You know, just ignore yeah. him, let him, you know, go on. If you can bring them back to the faith with the spirit and the grace upon grace, that that's one less enemy you have yeah. to fight, and that's one less uh, soldier in Satan's army that you have to deal with that you can bring over to the side of God. Amen. Amen. Perfectly said. So you say so. That that was very good, and I know in that situation, I've seen it many times. Blues the same way; he'll do the same thing. You know, he'll he'll try to. He won't just abandon someone because they've lost their way or they've, you know, didn't get the truth. Or even if they've been fed, most of the time they've just been fed, like you guys have been talking about all night. And my closing thoughts on this is, a lot of people, I feel with a lot of the organized religion and a lot of the stuff that's mainstream, a lot of people commit these actions because they've been fed a false truth. Nah. It's the truth, but it wasn't it wasn't the true truth. And that's what leads people astray. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the it's the falsehood. It's the you know, I wanna I wanna interject is you know what was the greatest um enemy or the greatest thing that paul was fighting against and correcting in the churches in his day was false teachers false prophets yes false prophets false teachers and if Paul was fighting so much against that then, how much more are we going to be fighting right now? All the falsehood that is trying to enter into the, into the sanctuary of God to lead people astray so they can itch their ears. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So while as we as we close this down, this is a summary of what we just been talking about. The first chapter of John introduces Jesus as the Word, from uh -huh. the Greek logos. Yes, sir. This chapter clearly describes Jesus as identical to God. Yes, sir. After this prologue, uh, prologue the chapter describes Jesus recruiting the first of his disciples as well as a conversation between John the Baptist and the Pharisees. 
There are seven names for Christ in this chapter, including Son of God, the Word, and the King of Israel. Absolutely. Closing it out, bottom line is this. Don't let your perception of grace be the only grace you bank on. Uh-huh. If you trust in God's light and his truth, it will guide you in the right path and save you from whatever evil might be trying to pull you astray. That's so he always true. has a plan. So just believe, you know, stay strong and, you know, stay faithful. And like Blue said, it's all about perception. Don't let a warped perception given to you through your own actions or pushed upon you by, by someone else cloud your judgment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else, Pastor Mike? No, I'm. I, I think I'm. I think, I'm. I'm good as well, man. I, I I love talking to you guys, man. It's it's awesome. It's it's awesome. Yes. You both very similar, very passionate, which is great. Not a lot of people uh, are like that with the spiritual aspect and the spiritual side of it. So everybody watching and listening, I encourage you to tune in every time we have have one of these because. They're 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 really giving you a truth as someone who's logical and you know mostly agnostic and looks at it from a logical perspective. What these two uh-huh. are talking about is the most is the is the most logical choice, and it comes from sincerity, all sincerity and love. Absolutely, it's been an absolute pleasure. This has been probably one of the best blue books I've ever put out. It has. It has. And we'll, we'll, I know we'll be doing it again. Absolutely. I'm not worried about that. I'm always I, here. Amen. I, I knew when I get, when I get Pastor Mike on here, it's going to be some special oh, stuff yeah. going down. It, it was fun, <laughs> man. It, it was fun. Well, you know, Pastor Mike, Blue, I love you guys. You know, God bless you. And uh, I'll see you in the next one. Absolutely. I gotta get on and I gotta get on and help mom. So. All right, we'll see you. All right, see you. Pleasure meeting you, Pastor Mike. Yes, pleasure meeting you, you too. All righty. God bless you. Well, Pastor Mike has been an absolute joy having you on here. I knew it would be. Amen. Um, you know, I there's not enough words in the vocabulary of, of American English to get to tell you how much I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. It's a privilege. It's my privilege, and thank you for having me on here as well it's a it's an absolute blessing we're definitely i'll definitely send you uh updates on when we're going to be doing this you know so when you can get on you'll have the link you'll be able to get in like you did this time and we can just do this you know whenever you're available amen amen thank you you so much just know this man of all holy spirit words man i love you to death bro i love you too man and, uh, you know, anyone out there watching this right now, you know, whether it's on demand or live, um, any questions, anything you want to pass on to Pastor Mike, um, let him know how to get a hold of you, Pastor Mike. Yeah, please, please. Uh, I love questions. I love people asking questions. I love people inquiring of the Lord. So um, I think we'll put, uh, you can probably 
hit me up on Facebook or Messenger. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. And I don't know what I what I put on there. Or, yeah, um, you put, you put your name on there. So, I mean, yeah, if you if you put in his name right there, it's on his screen. What he put in there. Well, there's you'll... there's two of them. I have I have one of this and and another one. This one, Michael Gutnick. I I don't, I don't check as often okay. as I do. It's called Mike Mega. Okay. So it's M I K E. One second. And then, I'm I'm gonna change it real quick. One second. M I K E. Yeah, just one word. M E G H A. H A. Okay. So I Mike Mega. Okay. And that's our Facebook. Send me a send me a friend request. I'll accept it, and we can we can chat. We can messenger. This is his. Uh, that's his. That's his Facebook name right there. So Mike, go to Mike. Yeah, the the second name is smaller case. I don't know if that matters, but let me let me change that real quick. Yeah. Okay. Second M is slower case. Gotcha. Let me see. Okay. okay. Let me see. Check for you. Uh, yes, sir. And there we go. Yes, sir. Let me see here. Mike Mega. Let me see here. I just want to make sure people have the right. Right. The right. Um, the, the right thing to get a hold of us because we love. Our passion is to minister to people. We love people. Um, people are passion and that's what keeps us going. We don't, um, we don't do it for anything else. Absolutely. That's my, uh, that's my intention too, is to do it for the love of people and for the path, the, the spread of the gospel and the truth. Absolutely. So yeah, that's it. You put okay, that in, you really get a hold of me and I'm not. I'm not so private because I use this as a tool for the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's not used for anything else, but for the Lord Jesus Christ. So absolutely. So here you go, guys. You guys got it right there. Mike Mega at the Facebook names, put that name in there and you'll pop up. And then you guys, whoever wants to communicate with pastor Mike, you have the, you have the information right there of his Facebook. Absolutely. Um, we're going to be doing this more when he's available. You'll see him up on here. You know, we're just going to keep on bringing that 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 uh, that Holy Ghost word. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. So, without no further ado, man. Thank you. God bless you. And I love you, brother. Love you too, man. Take care. Absolutely. You have a good night. I'll see you again really soon. You too. God bless. God bless you. And guys, fantastic word today had pastor mike on you've had uh you've had twisted tom on had a really good word grace upon grace if you have any questions or comments for us here at the blue book there it is bluebook at gmail.com definitely hit us up and let us know we're going to do more of this this is a really good thing loved it loved how it went down um as always the three keys to this ministry this blue book love peace and accountability love with no expectation of love back bring her a peace and walk in peace even when everyone else is tribulating and show accountability because accountability is contagious 
right? Much love to you. Fear, respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. And until next time. Jesus.